With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good afternoon, everybody. You're now live on the Middleman Radio, live radio on the internet, currently. And this is your boy, Al. It's Kevin. <laughs> I had to think about it first, man. What up, Nick? It's Nick. <laughs> you okay, what man? What up, Nick? I'm good, man. Yeah, I thought you were about to on say, the internet. Well, I thought you were about to say, oh, AM radio. I, I, I know, right? <laughs> 40 hours, maybe? Hey, oh, oh. I ain't mad. That boy said AM radio. About this go. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> hey man, players mess up, man. You I know, know man. I understand, man. It's, it's it's a beautiful thing, though. It happens to the great greatness of every great that's out there doing great things. It is yeah, great but length. not not the late great. No, 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 not the late great. Not the late great. I guess. I guess. Oh, Nick, what's man. up, man? Nothing much, bro. Uh, just got back in town, man. I've been in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. This is up there with uh, President of the Revolution, huh? Oh, that's in Minnesota. Minnesota. My fault, my fault. My fault. Nah, you thinking about Beloit, you know what I'm saying? Beloit, and you think about the Milwaukee Brewers. What you know about Beloit, man? I got folks in Beloit. Yeah, I've been to Beloit a couple of times, man. Cold as I don't know what, and they laugh at us when we talk. Hysterical. Yeah, man, a few of my people up there. But no, I was up there for an event, man. I had to uh, go for a Harley Davidson rally. Okay. Okay. So, uh, I was up there for that, and now I'm back. At least you ain't going there when it's cold, uh, buddy, because when it gets cold up there, it gets cold. So I've heard. But now, my so thing, when I got up there, it was 102. Whoa. Right. That's so, crazy. So, Nick, you plan on getting your Harley and getting you some tight leather pants with the leather, you know, vest with the, you know, your bike. Hey, man. I ain't ride no motorcycle. What's wrong with you? <laughs> it's enough to be in black. <laughs> I don't need no more excitement other than being a black man. I'm okay. All right. <laughs> Well, at least you wasn't out there with the home, 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 home on the range again. You know, you was around oh, actual people this time. I know, man. It was black people up there. I ain't know how that. But I will say this. I, I, I got to say this, you know, 
it, it, it irks me because, I mean, uh, Kevin, you and I talked about this before. Uh-huh. Uh, going up there, uh, doing this rally, and going up there as a business owner, it's amazing that even in a city like Milwaukee where there is a healthy dose of African Americans, how crazy people look at you when they find out that you're the one who owns the business and you're not mm. working with someone. Like I had this one guy with me, good guy by the name of uh, Josh. He's one of my employees and working with me for a few events now. And, um, you know, every time people come up, they walk up to me and say, hey, uh, can I talk to your boss real quick? Wow. Like, you're looking at him. They're looking at me like wow. my boss. They tell him, you know, hey, you know, you got a good worker right there. He's like, oh, no, that's my boss. And they, uh-huh. and they look at you like they're crazy. Like, <laughs> Like, oh my gosh, a black man is actually someone's boss. So it's just, that's funny to me, man. In, in, as, as much stuff as people say about the South and being racist, I don't come across that here in the South. Not like that. But, I mean, people look at me like I'm stone cold crazy when they figure out that it's me who owns the business. Mm-hmm. So, just had to say, you know. They, they, that's like progression for them, man. You know. That's you know progression. How it go. You know how it go, man. Y'all know what it is. It just. Really, a lot of people don't expect to see a brother doing that, but I would have just played right into it. Yeah, y'all, so that's my boss over there, y'all, so what you want me to do, sir? <laughs> Play right into that mess. Right. <laughs> y'all, so. Hey, man, yeah. what's going on, man? We're glad to have you back on here. Jen should be in here shortly. And y'all get to hear all the uh, Fantastic Four again. I know. Oh, yeah. Man. Hey, man, we had a I'm great show this past to Thursday, too, on Talk of the Town, man. Hey, I'll let them know what we talked about, man. Uh, Kevin. I know, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Kevin, Kevin loves throwing me just out there, man, like I'm a a fishing fishing pole, man. Like, Alan, catch it. No, nah, man, we're talking about relationships. Relationships and resources, man, and right. music. Well, I apologize, my mind, shit, I've been, so much went on this weekend, man. It's just, that's, that's all I can say. Mm-hmm. Great weekend, man. Most definitely. Anyway, the, the show was great. If you want to go back and listen to that show, go to www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash D Middleman and click on the show, Relationships and Resources. It was a great show. If you are someone that is that, that have your own business or you're doing music or whatever type of networking thing that you do, that is a great show to get just some more information about building relationships and how you can form form resources from those relationships. Great show. Great show. Also, and also, uh, guys, it, I was about to say, make sure, you know, if you don't go directly to the Blog Talk site, you can always find us on iTunes. Go to iTunes, type in The Middleman. You can get us all the way back to our very first show. And that's yeah. all the shows. Okay. That's The Middleman Talk Show, Talk to the Town, and Do They Want to Take Over. It's all available for you. No and it's free. Free. It is. It is. That's the great thing right now. It's free. Best price on the and internet. It's Right. Hey, um, what about letting them know, man, for all those that didn't hear, Al, we can tell them, man, we were nominated for Personalities of the Year for the Southern Entertainment Award. I am so humbled and proud of that. Very much so. Most definitely. We're going to win it, so man. so much, everybody out there who nominated. Yeah, we're going to win it, man. We're going to win it. Y'all make sure y'all go to, is it, uh, I think it's S-E-A no, Award. It's Southern Southern Entertainment Awards dot com. That's awards with an S dot com. And make sure y'all just go through the list. Make sure y'all vote for us. We were nominated for personalities of the year. You know what I'm saying? So, uh we got some heavy hitters we going up against, man. I'm talking about major, major stations. Yeah. 
And yeah. you know, we over here on the internet right now, but at the same time, we're going up against some heavy hitters, man. Just to let y'all oh, know. We need that support. Oh, yeah. I'm not scared. Yeah. We're going to win, man. We're going to win. Make sure that you have oh, a yeah. valid. Uh, make sure you have a valid email address. Uh, when you put your email address in, it's not for them to solicit you or anything. It's just to confirm that you are a real person. So when you vote for us, vote for us on every last one of your email accounts, and we will appreciate that. Definitely. Uh, and uh, Kev, I do have to make one uh, quick change. To that it's Southern ENT Award. Oh, okay. There you Southern go. ENT Award. So. Matter of fact, if you friend us on Facebook, go type in the Middleman Talk Show, join our Facebook page, and we'll have the link in there so you can actually go in there and vote for us. Also, be on the lookout. We will create a post or an event where we can continuously keep that at, at the top so you can actually vote for us and be able to find the link. Well, definitely. Man, let's oh, yeah. talk about your, your, your boy, man. Let's talk about your boy today. I know a lot of y'all, man, you... You may or may not know first time tuning into the Middleman Talk Show, we talk about a gamut of things. We talk about okay. sports, relationships, uh, uh, money, everything. But today, man, Al, your boys won. Nick, your boys won. My boys won. It's the first time that happened in a year. I know, right? You it's know, been man, a while. I, I want to send a shout-out to the Saints. I'm sorry for the dirty birds. You know, hey, it had to go down. All you Cleveland fans out there, sorry, my Dolphins had to win. And for all y'all Raider fans out there, Andrew Luck was lucky, and he won. It seemed like it was like, oh, all the way lost to the AFC North. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, it was. Definitely that. <laughs> but um, make sure you guys stay in tune with us. We got a sports show coming up pretty soon. It's Middleman Talk Sports. Uh, we got a host, man. We got a. A co-host on that one is will be put up shortly, man. It's going to possibly be on Tuesdays so we can catch and recap all the game scores, hear your opinion, what you think about it, all you fantasy football players. Call in, man. We might even need to make a segment for you guys. I'm not a fantasy football player because I'm an original fan where I stick with one team, one team only. I can't do that jumping around crap. Just saying. Yeah, I never I've, did understand that. I, I, I never yeah, did I don't understand that. It's like... You're going to sit there and tell me, oh, yeah, I'm a diehard Falcons fan, but you got Drew Brees on your fantasy team. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. Right. None whatsoever, right. man. None whatsoever. So make sure you guys stay in tune with us, and, and we're going to have that sports show out there. Make sure that you guys get the opportunity to check out our Tuesday morning takeover for all the people that's in the cubicle nation, all the people that's out there. You know, you out there working on the outside. You got your iPods, your headphones, or whatever the case may be. You can listen to us by the phone. You can listen to us via the Internet. That is a hot show. Make sure you listen to it. Check it out. Like Al said earlier, our entertainment show is on Thursdays. For all the people that out there that you know, inspiring artists or you're in the business, you want to come through and chop it up with us, make sure you do that. We're on every Thursday at 8 p.m. And at, uh, for the Tuesday show, Tuesday morning takeover, that's at 10 a.m. Eastern to 12 p.m. Eastern. Make sure you check that out. Let's get on to the day, man. We got a lot of people on the line out there, man. Thank you for uh, tuning in to the show today, man. Appreciate every last one of you guys. Let's get to it. <clears throat> Self-hatred. Self-hatred is the shame of resulting from a strong dislike that you have in yourself or your actions. It can also shape the way you think, the choices you make, and how you live your life in general. Some people are impressionable towards the things in which they interact with their life, which makes them look 
lessen themselves or it forms a dislike towards a person due to what they have or their circumstances. So what is self-hatred? You know, I just gave you the web dictionary of that. But everybody has their own personal vision of what self-hatred should look like. So some of the things we want to discuss today is what causes a person to dislike themselves. How does this affect the peers in which that person may enter, may in, encounter? Excuse me. What are the reasons that some some black people hate their own kind, such as when they fight each other, you know, we killing each other with no remorse, not wanting to help others when you see others doing good? What are some of the effects that this have on our children when they see this self-hatred? Does the self-hate of skin tone affect dark and light-skinned black people? How does this self-hate affect how men and women think about their personal appearances, such as the clothes we wear, black men following certain fashionable trends to impress a woman, how some women having a European look and getting larger breasts and butts. Also, what are the ways in which this self-hate shapes the decisions we make towards our relationships we make with people? And also, what are some of the solutions? You know, we always talk about solutions on our show. We want to know what are some of the solutions to help fix and prevent this self-hatred from escalating, continuing to escalate. So we want to hear what you guys have to say. Go on the line, press the number one if you have a comment. The phone lines are open. If you're in the chat board, place your comments there. We'll definitely get to it. We appreciate everyone who's listening to us online as well, too. Um I think we're going to have a great great show topic today. Now, we may say some things that may get some people upset. Hey, this is an opinionated show. You have the right to come in and express your opinion as well, too. But we want to explore this self-hatred that we have towards people. So with that being said, um, I have an article, if you guys don't mind, that I want to start off with as far as where this self, self-hatred can poss- could possibly stem from based on psychological type research. Okay. Um, this this article was taken from Psychology Today. It stated that some people may have the misfortune of being born in an abusive household where parents belittle them and preventing them from developing a healthy self-esteem. Now, others are born with predisposed type of views of themselves in a negative light, such as their physical appearance, their disabilities, uh, their incapacity to actually uh, excel academically, and research supports this. But what makes it difficult for that person to not be happy with themselves? That's what we want to try to get for today. And we want to try to talk about where this self-hatred affects Everything in which a person does throughout their life and how it spreads to other people. So we want to get into all of that. So with the question of today, the first question of the day, what causes a person to dislike themselves? Is it what, you know, the the psychological research, you know, states? Is that a viable answer? What do you guys think? Um, Man... A lot of it, you know, when, when we look at self-hate itself, man, you know, I, I think self-hate to a certain degree is taught. You know, it's taught mm-hmm. to a certain to a certain extent from a young age where, you know, certain things may not, your environment may not go the way that you want, possibly needed to have gone. Uh, it All could right. be your peers that are around you. 
uh, it actually can be yourself because a lot of times, man, people turn things inwardly against themselves and then project it outwardly. So that right. self-hate that we have, and especially in our community, and, you know, I'm going to speak on it from a black standpoint of, you know, a lot of it is from what we see, man, because I know we're very visual. We're visual learners. And a lot of times mm-hmm. what we see is what we portray and react and act upon. Right. So if you got so much hate against one individual, especially like with kids, man, you observe little girls. They will hate each other because, you know, especially they've seen it so much where one girl hair may be natural and one girl hair may be straight. First thing she's like, why is your hair so nappy? And nappy right. is using a derogatory term of your hair is nasty, your hair is ugly and not not presentable. Not right. knowing that is the natural tone of that hair. But it can start from simple things as the visual aspect, just my opinion when it comes to that. Nick, you got anything you want to add to that? You know what, man? Um, I used to um, tutor kids when I was in college. And um, it, it it brings me back to this one kid, bright kid. Um, he was maybe, in, okay, now you know, you guys know, I'm not the, the darkest or the lightest. I'm kind of right in the, in the middle in terms of my skin tone. Right. And this one little kid, you know, he was having issues every day. He was just generally depressed. And I'm like, well, what's going on, you know? He's like, I'm too black. I'm too black. Uh-uh. You know, my mom is always telling me I'm too black. And I'm like, now this kid is a little lighter than me. Right. And I'm like, what are you, what are you talking about? And, and, and he's like, my mom tells me all the time I'm too black. And um, and it, it makes me sad. And, I mean, he just, you would be surprised how much it really affected him and affected his self-esteem. And so he was saying that he there was a little girl in his class that liked him. He hated her because she was so dark, and he didn't want to be with another dark. I mean, and I'm sitting here thinking to myself, and as I think about it now, I'm wondering where this kid is now because I'm like, goodness gracious. It, it, it's amazing where these things come from, where the self-hatred can come from, and how close it can be to you. Because you got to think, that's something coming from the, the woman who gave you life. That's something that affects you for the rest of your life. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and, and it's a shame because, you know, we always talk about this all the time. Ain't nothing, nothing wrong with being dark. Not a thing. I agree with but you. Um, go ahead, Ed. Go ahead, um, Al. But that's the thing, you know, with with that. Um, you know, we've seen, of course, like some type of division between, you know, being dark and light, having good hair and bad hair. A lot of people, you know, Associate themselves as far as like kids at their age, like they associate themselves with people that they feel like they look alike. So of course, if you're in that group of people, what are you gonna do? You're gonna when that person starts talking about somebody, sometimes you may say the same thing towards that person too. You know, just so you can continue to fit in, and that's another form of separation because that person doesn't have no type of individualism with with themselves, even though that could be a potential friend to that person. So you went to. To, to have that same mindset, man, it's going to go towards other things. It's going to go towards the way you feel about the opposite sex as well, too. It's going to go right. towards about the, the the types of jobs you're going to want to get when you get older. You know, a lot of guys don't grow up saying they want to be a garbage man. A lot of men, you know what I'm saying? A lot of men don't grow up saying they want to work, you know what I'm saying, for the city and pave the roads. You know, I, I ain't trying to get dirty. But, 
you know, it, it, it's that whole mindset of as far as like I'm better than you, or I, you know, you know, I I don't like what you got because you don't look like what I got. But when you think about the uh, even the depth of you know, just from that standpoint of what I have and what I don't have, or whatever the case may be, all that has to derive from something before then because who is to determine your self worth? You know, you right. you know you determine your own self worth. But at the same time, with society telling our people all the time that if you don't have this Cadillac or you don't have this large house or you don't have, you know, you have the boat on the lake or whatever the case may be, you're not a real man. Or if you don't have this great hair or you don't have this uh, this Louis bag or the, these Prada shoes or whatever the case may be, you're not a real woman. They tell mm-hmm. our kids that if you don't have the latest Jordans or your hair not cut a certain way, you're not a real, you know, inward or you're not, you're not, you're not the standout guy. Yeah. Our girls with the booty yeah. and you know the hair and all that stuff. All that stuff derives from something, and it's it's just to the point where it it has overtaken our communities to the point where we hate each other so much. You hear it in our music now. You mm-hmm. see it on television. You hear it in our communities. What's the first thing y'all always yeah. hear when we get together? Black people can't do nothing. Yeah. And that's a form yeah, of self hate also. Right, right. We, we we can't be all in one setting without getting into a fight or somebody threatening to kill somebody. You know, it, it's it's like we don't like we don't have no remorse or no I guess you would say uh, no type of pride about you know presenting yourself in a light manner. You know, we don't have any love for each other. Yeah, we, we don't. No humanity don't for each other. Right. I say this and, all the time. If you think about it now. We are, though we are not on the attack as physically as we were during the civil rights movement, mentally mm-hmm. and media-wise, we're on the same type of attack. And we have so much more access to organize, and we couldn't pull off the Montgomery bus boycott today. And, and it, I hate to say that, but just in general, you know, just in terms true, of man. us being able to organize and get together, we couldn't pull that off today. Right, that's true. That's true. And mm-hmm. we got more access. Like I, I, I gotta, I gotta talk about this for a second. We have more access today. We can tweet, text, email, Facebook, uh, everything to get everybody together. During the bus boycott, all they had was the student newspaper from Alabama State University and word of mouth, and they got together. And we would not be able to get it together to this day. Huh. Mm. And it's, well, it's, it's upsetting. And it's not because we're not smart enough. It's not because we, we don't have the... the it's, it's, hell, it's not even that we don't have the money to put something like that together. It's really right. and truly because the self-hatred within us is so deep. I ain't letting all of them ride in my car. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Most definitely. Most definitely. Most definitely. Kevin, Kevin, I know we got a, um, a clip that you know we want to um, play first. Uh, uh, we just want to explain that clip and go ahead and play it for our listeners out there. All right, this clip is by, um, if you guys ever seen the uh, documentary Hidden Colors, one in part two, um, this doctor right here, he's very, um, you know, he's all over the, basically, he's all over the documentary, and uh, his name is Dr. Umar Abdullah Johnson. And um, this clip is basically talking about black self-hatred and one of the things that affect us and that is from the men to the children and the women 
So once we get past this clip, you know, the phone lines will be open. And uh, if you're out there on the Internet listening, the number is 718-508-9972. If you'd like to make a comment or if you're on the phone line, press number one, and we would love to hear your thoughts about it. But this is Dr. Umar Abdullah Johnson, and he's talking about black self-hate. You are listening to The Middleman. Don't hang up. Just continue to listen, and then we're going to go right into the conversation as soon as we get finished with this clip. All right, here we go. A self-hating people are going to be self-hating, whether they have a degree of knowledge of self or not. Self-hatred is a psychological condition that cannot be undone by reading about your history, that cannot be undone by reading about your culture, that cannot be undone by joining a certain organization or ascribing to a certain ideology. Let me give you an example. Take a woman who's the victim of rape. She can read all the books about rape. She can read all the books about how to treat it. She can read all the books about the history of it. But is that going to cure her rape? Of course not. Is it going to cure the trauma? Of course not. A psychological condition can only be cured, okay, through a therapeutic process. Reading and information, okay, is necessary for you to understand the condition, but it is not sufficient to solve it. What I am saying by that, Brother Sarnetta, is that the conscious community is just as sick as the so-called unconscious community. In fact, sometimes I have more respect for members of the so-called unconscious mm-hmm. community because at least they are humble enough to recognize they don't know a damn thing and have a long way to go. But in the conscious community, you got people who think they have arrived, ain't built a single institution, all they do is run their damn mouth and think that they have a right to dictate to other people. You have brothers in the unconscious community fighting. You got brothers in the conscious community you got brothers in an unconscious community mistreating their women. You got brothers in a conscious community mistreating their women. You got brothers in the unconscious community who are doing terrible things to the black community. You got brothers in a conscious community that are doing terrible things to the black community. When we talk about that word consciousness, what the hell are we talking about? Consciousness is ultimately supposed to be a consciousness about your own limitations. It's about being conscious of your own post-traumatic slavery disorder. It's supposed to be conscious about your own shortcomings so that you can fix them. Knowledge itself does just not mean knowing about the greatness of your ancestry. It also means knowing about the shadows within your own self. And one of the biggest problems in the conscious community is that we do not take the time to constructively criticize each other or constructively criticize ourselves. See, recognize this. The biggest fool in the room is the one who fails to realize that he's a fool at all. The one who thinks he has no mistakes often has the most of them. They always say that before the fall cometh pride. And one of the biggest problems we have in the conscious community is what? Emasculated egos. Black men who have never been given the opportunity to fully, fully, fully express their black manhood and now they're trying to impose it upon other black men. And so when someone disagrees with them, when someone takes issue with them, they want to fight them, they want to kill them, they want to do this, they want to do that. You want to know why? Because they are just as emasculated as the so-called unconscious people. See, one thing we got to recognize about the black community is that we have so many negative things that have been going on for so long that they have now become normal. See, normal only means that most people do it. And as a result of that, this so-called conscious community, which is nothing but a bunch of sick Negroes who should be in a psych ward, but with a book under their arm, you understand? This so-called conscious community, okay, has to be dissected and evaluated by the conscious community itself. People always say, why we don't have more black people in the conscious organizations? We blame the people. No, the organization is the problem. 99.9% of our conscious organizations are based on European structure. 
99.9% of our conscious organizations have a dictatorial leader who is absolutely right. Everybody else is absolutely wrong. And if you question or disagree, you either be killed or put out. And that was Dr. Umar Abdul-Johnson right there. He was talking about self-hatred and some of the things that comes along with it. Now, yeah, he mentioned the conscious versus the unconscious. And for those that out there that are listening, I would imagine that a lot of us on this phone right now and that's on the Internet right now, we're very conscious of what's going on because you're here listening to this show. Um, Are we doing enough or doing too little to help alleviate our our whole society and our, our communities of this self hate that we have of ourselves. We don't, don't too little. Yeah, too little, too little. I think that um, you know W B E B Du Bois talked about the talented tenth, and I think we struggled so much to become a part of that talented tenth that we forgot a part of that talented tenth responsibility was to reach back and help the others in our community. And I think that in the struggle for wealth and for the struggle for self you know, um, worth and to, to get ourselves higher in the social status, we forgot the responsibility of the talented tenth is to reach back and help your community. And and your community is your responsibility because you are the talented tenth, not just being the talented tenth. And I think a lot of us have forgotten that. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. Most definitely. I, I want to speak from the standpoint as far as the, uh, you know, I'm, you know, of course, I do music myself, and um, I'm speaking from the entertainment standpoint as far as um, our rappers out here. Kevin and I was talking earlier today, and it was a a post or a video post of one artist, you know, all on the internet, you know, saying how he beat up this next artist, you know, this macho man as far as what he appears. To think he is because he have all his guys around him. They got guns, but he's beating up another black man who they were supposed to have been friends, and he allowed him to do a song on this, you know, show show um uh, show that he had last week. And the guy wanted to do another song, and he made the guy get off stage, kicked him off stage, and and told him he was going to deal with him later. And so all of a sudden, you know, he's making this post about how he beat him up, and saying that the next time he comes through his city, he has to come through him. In order for him to pass through his city What does that have to do with You know Anything that you guys are trying to do I mean Why should anyone come through Anybody You know, One thing about it Al is the fact that We know that I I mean Our people realize that our music is a very um, Delicate part of our lives man Because I mean it can be happy It can make you sad It can make you feel emotions it can bring back good memories, sad memories, whatever the case may be. But the thing is, you know, we have to get beyond the point of letting this control and dictate our emotions when it comes to us and our um, and, and our communities. You know, so right. we cannot put so much of an emphasis on these people because we give them too much power. You know, if, right. if, see, if you were giving me therapy, not, right? Well, it's not. I got it. I got it. As far as as far as myself, you know. And and you thinking of this? I'm thinking about the generation of kids that look up to these people. Right. It's giving them a mindset of this is how I need to be. I need to be powerful. I guess you would say in their terms of what powerful is. You know, I need to have a bunch of people around me that are willing to fight and ride or die or whatever when I'm out somewhere. Because that's what I see when I'm out and about. That's what I see. I don't see 
one man coming coming into a spot by himself and representing himself. I see him coming in representing a group of guys that he feel like he is a man because he is with a group of guys. That's what but that, I, that's what Doctor Umar was saying: the emasculation of our men. There's so many levels of emasculation. Right. But Kev, right. I got I have to say this, and I got to piggyback off what Jim was saying earlier. It goes back to that talented tense and taking responsibility. Because it's easy for us to say, let's stop giving them power. But if you look at the flip, they've been giving us power throughout history. And what I say when I'm what I mean when I say that is, you look at the anthems that we've had for our movement from people like Marvin Gaye, Curtis Mayfield, Public Enemy, KRS One. You know, at one point we had, you know, everybody can remember. Say it loud. I'm black and I'm proud. You know. Those type of things gave us power, and now the power is being taken away from us. It's not about giving them power. It's about making people be responsible for what it is that they do and they put out into the universe because yeah. it does have such an impact. It's one thing that Jamie Foxx said a long time ago that you know resonated with me. You know, Parents don't raise the kids. The culture raises the kids, and it's up to the parents to guide mm-hmm. the kids on what's right, right and what's wrong. And when it comes down to things like that, we got a lot of wrong coming in. And a lot of that self-hatred that we've been talking about for the last 30 or so minutes does stem from that. We've got to start yeah. holding people more responsible. We've yeah, because, I mean, I mean, I mean, you got people that will kill you in cold blood and wouldn't think nothing about it. They'll post it up on Facebook, post pictures, you know, talk to their boys about it. And, you know, it, it's like they don't have, you know, so they don't care. Like even all those all those killings that that are going on in Chicago, that are going on in Oakland, you know, that are going on in in uh, Detroit, you know, and I mean even in my hometown, Columbus, Mississippi, Columbus, Mississippi was like ranked as one of the places you would not wanted to go to last year due to all the murders. You know, like and, and, and it's not the murderers, and, it's not the murderers or the people that are out there committing the crime. It's the people in the community that are silent who are wrong, and and just you know to continue to piggyback off of Nick. It's, it's just that mm-hmm. if you don't do anything, if these things are happening in your community, that is your community. Take it back yeah. and say, I am not going to live this way. I'm not going to allow my community to be taken over. And and at one point in time, the black man, I was watching a couple of documentaries just on, you know, looking at the past and, you know, with the um, the anniversary of the March of Washington past. And I look at the, the strength of the African-American men in the community and how there were so many leaders and so many people standing up and saying, not in my community, not anymore, not for my family. And more people, especially men, have to stand up and say and take that responsibility and not, you know, go to the shadows and say, it's not directly me. Because that's just the attitude that it's not, it's not directly me. It's not directly me. How many times when something happens do people call their congressman? Or do people meet with the people in their church? Or people go at their community and say, what are we going to do about this? They never do that. Well, let's take it a step further, Jen. It's not even about this. We're not even reactive anymore. See, people got to get reactive before they even think about being proactive. What happens when you get that, uh, you know, everybody's gotten that slip for jury duty. Yeah. People duck out of it. When you see something going on in your neighborhood and you don't say anything about it, we're not even reactive anymore. And I sit up here and I'll say this right now. How dare you, how dare anybody put on a hoodie, 
black out your Facebook profile and say anything about Trayvon Martin when you see just as much self-hate and crime go on in your own backyard. But you get pissed when George Zimmerman does it, but not when, it, not when you see it right in front of your front door. How dare you put on a hoodie? How dare you say anything about Trayvon Martin? Because well, it happens in our neighborhoods every day. That's true. And how many times or how many other black boys do you know to get pulled over by the police? Um, I have a close friend, and her nephew was pulled over by the police for just leaving a restaurant with some of his white friends. And, you know, she called the police commissioner. And it's got to be that kind of attitude every time that something like that happens, that people take responsibility and say, I'm not going to allow you to treat me this way. And until more people take that responsibility, nothing will change. You know, one thing... We, even with this whole conversation, we, you know, we, as I was speaking with Aaron earlier, you know, we have to identify the who, what, why, and how. You know, the reason is why, and the reason why is why, why do so many of our kids and so many of our people look in the mirror and they hate what they see? Right. What is the, what is the real reason? Why do we hate ourselves so much? And I'm going to show you something, and this might seem like real minute, but you ever notice when you around certain people, you kind of you know how we bite on our lips and kind of pull our lips in. You know that's a psychological thing to make our lips not seem bigger to others. Did y'all know that? I mean, well, we got so many things. I mean, our women they hate it. They hate their hair. Our men they hate each other. I mean, I, I'm on. I mean, I look on Facebook all the time. This whole light skin, dark skin thing that's going on. I know it's yeah. funny, but it's a yeah. psychological part of just seeing it so much where we can look at each other with that type of eye. How do we get beyond that? I mean, if you want to get to the meat of this conversation, how do we get to the meat of stopping this type of inner hate amongst our peers and amongst our, our whole communities? I know it ain't a simple answer. I know there's not a simple answer to this. Well, I think that, well, my opinion is, I think that Nick said an interesting about the Jamie Foxx quote, um, yeah. That the community raises your your kids, and I think that you should shape the community that your children is in. The the, the examples of beauty that you give your kids, you know, they're they're always going to see those, you know, anti, you know, um, black or anti, you know, black is beautiful or you know the established set of beauty and the established set of worth. But reinforcing what you think, you know. Uh, Reinforcing what your kids think and what is put out there in front of them is very important, and and you have to you have to show your kids examples of other strong black men. You have to show them examples of beautiful dark skin, light skin that that you know African American beauty comes in many hues. Continually pumping that in their heads, so so they'll know the the their worth. True that. The phone lines are open. For anybody that's on the phone line you would like to get in this conversation, press the number one. If you have an opinion about anything we spoke thus far, for all those that's on the Internet you want to call in, um, you can call us at uh, 718-508-9972. And uh, if you're on Skype, um, you can just go to the actual page of this show on the Internet. Just click that little Skype button, and you can go directly to our phone queue and press number one so we can go ahead and get you um, get you on up in here. So, um Go ahead, Al. Sorry about that. Well, as far as with the self-hatred towards, you know, black men and women, how does that affect their, you know, their, you know, their train of thought as far as um, how they present themselves in the public with how they dress, you know, 
Um, I know we've had the conversation about, you know, black women having the European look and also the new, you know, craze and phase of getting larger breasts and butts, you know, having that curvy look and, you know, how some men feel they have to dress a certain way in order to impress a woman. Um, how does that affect, affect that person's psyche in general? Because typically, you know, you were raised one way. You know, like, you know, you were raised, I guess you would say, in the image of what your mother or your father said, like, you should put on. But then, of course, once you get older, you know, you form your own individualism as far as, like, what you think is fashionable. But, I mean, with, you know, everyone has some sort of self-esteem type issue that they're mm-hmm. dealing with. And people try to cover it up with right. outward things. Or what I'm thinking that that's going to fix that self hatred that they have towards that one particular thing with their self image. So how does that hurt? Because I mean, even with the whole fashionable things, with like me, I don't like seeing men with skinny jeans and man purses. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, like, like that's a problem. You know what I'm saying? That's that's a problem to me. You know what I'm saying? And I don't. That's like, a whole another show, Al. That's a whole another show. I, I, I'm saying that I don't like Tamar Jackson look. I don't. I mean, I hate the way Lil' Kim looks now. It breaks my heart because I used to love Lil' Kim. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Nicki Minaj is like an ant on the bottom of my foot. And, you know, I can care less about Beyonce. You know what I'm saying? Because when she got that makeup on, she looked extremely regular. You know what I'm saying? You know what, man? I, I look at it as far as back as the invention of the hot cone. You know, the invention okay. of television. Uh, You know, just... The assimilation of people, period. Yeah. When the dominant culture assimilated everybody else, we had to fall in line or get kicked to the side. But that, how was... Okay, I, I understand that. If you look at as far as with... Okay, take it from a media aspect. We have all these commercials every day as far as shampoos, clothes, how you should dress. Okay? We have certain, certain black... Certain black actresses are elite because of their looks. And you have certain people that follow suit with that because they feel that that is what is acceptable. So basically, you don't like, you know, what you've been given as far as at birth. Now, there's nothing wrong with, you know, you working out to improve, like, your physical, you know, fitness. That's great. We all need to be in great health. You know, because we are, you know, a fatter generation versus 100 years ago. You know what right. I'm saying? But with all of these breast implants, the butts, you know, the uh, extra hair, you know, the wearing lighter makeup when you don't need to be wearing a lighter complexion type makeup to make you look lighter. And a lot of women can't say they don't do that because I've seen some that did that. So don't say you don't. But just saying in general, you know what I'm saying? Like, what is that stemming from? Like I said, well, the assimilation of the people. Go ahead, Nick. Well, well, the thing about it is you have to pay attention, though. You have to pay attention. Right. Because if you think about it, with as many cultures trying to go for more, quote-unquote, European features, you got just as many people within the European culture who are trying to get the, you know, the, 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 the butt lift and trying to get the lip injections and trying to get, you know, they get tans and, and all these. Right. Like, I'm... It's like you got just as many people 
Because at one point you have to realize that even the most hateful mind recognizes what natural beauty is. And it's yeah. not to say that and that that spans that that goes beyond race. Even the most hateful mind knows what natural beauty is. I'm not being funny. There's a reason that all four of the people that are on the show right now are four different complexions. Yep. Let's keep it real. When you convince, even though you try your best to be be like a culture, to dress like a culture, to, to listen to their music, to do everything you can to be them without actually being them, you still have in, like I keep saying this for the longest, Willie Lynch is probably the most important figure in American history. And the reason is because what was said in that letter has lasted for centuries. If you really and truly look at it, most people who have this separative mind or this separative attitude or that just, just throughout history, they still wanted to exhibit traits of the people that they claim they hated so much. So we have to look at it like, I can't hate myself because the people that have been saying they hate me and that I should hate myself, they actually love me because they're trying everything they, they can to be just like me. Mm. At some point, it's got to click in your head. You know what? I am beautiful. I am wonderful. I am smart. I am ambitious. I can do whatever it is that I want to do in this life. It's funny that you, uh, man. It's funny that you spoke up on the, the Willie Lynch syndrome. And for those that don't know, he was a quote unquote slave owner that gave the psychological makeup of what can keep a people in bondage for a period of time. So we got a clip right here. We're going to play a short clip right here about the thoughts of Willie Lynch. Check this one out. Listen to what this guy has to say. And the phone lines are open, so if any of you guys would like to make a comment, uh, just press number one. Also, uh, for those just listening on the web, the number is 718-508-9972 for the ones that just tuned in. Thank you. William Lynch, a white slave owner, allegedly made a speech on the banks of the James River. The authenticity of the Willie Lynch speech is irrelevant. Don't forget, you must pitch your old black male versus the young black male and the young black male against the old black male. You must use the dark-skinned slaves versus the light-skinned slaves and the light-skinned slaves versus the dark-skinned slaves. You must use the female versus the male and the male versus the female. It's a miracle that we have any Stable African-American families. Well, of course, there are divorced in African-American community like any other community. But we have a million men in prison. We have a lot of women, black women, African-American women in prison. And don't talk about the AIDS epidemic unless I mention the children. We have so many children born out of wedlock with no purpose. These children, all children, must be taught wholesome values, ethical values, moral values in the schools, on the radio, on television, on the Internet. It has to be part of the culture, all cultures, all neighborhoods. That was the thoughts of Willie Lynch. Now, one thing that if you can tie it all together for everything that he said, like he said, it's it's irrelevant if the uh, Willie Lynch letters were real or not real. Mm -hmm. The thing is, Everything that you could tie together was from a visual standpoint. If a child sees 
you emulate, as Jen said and Nick said, and you also said, Al, if you emulate the proper aspect of love and self-worth and self-love for yourself, they can get the gist of what you're doing and, and, and reenact it. Hmm. I don't know if it's that simple because we got a lot of self-hate in our own communities. Right. But is it that simple? It's simple, but it's so far away. And I feel yeah. it's simple because it's just as simple as making a conscious effort to reinforce it. Now, though that's the, it's simple in action, it's hard in motivation. It's one of the things, and if anybody on the line um, is Facebook friends with Kevin, you know Kevin is always putting up images of positive black people, you know, black love, you know, black mm-hmm. business, you know, different things. Like, and I show my daughter that all the time because she needs to see not just because because of the school that she goes to, she goes to a school that is very multicultural. Now I will say it's you know, it's not one of those where it's dominated by a particular race. It's very multicultural. It's a magnet school, so you know, there it's it's showing her that people of all races and, 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 and cultures, you know, can be in one place and they're all smart and nobody, you know, just downing anybody else. But she's gotta see which is why I show her she has to see that not just that everybody but people that look just like her uh-huh. you know she watches Disney Channel she watches Nickelodeon let's be honest there's not that many of us on there and the ones that are on there are acting a damn fool right you know but she <laughs> but she's yeah. got to see that you know there is more to it than just I, I, and I don't even know if I'm just expressing it the same way but you get what I'm saying like she right. I, I use those pictures to show her that you know that there is that reinforcement out there that because you are a brown girl, like she likes to wear her hair down. She has long hair, but you know she, you know her hair takes it takes some maintenance. Now she's never had a perm, but it takes some maintenance on that hair. You know we all know that anybody who's had a daughter, sister, mother, you know yeah. it takes some maintenance on our hair. You know she likes wearing her hair down, and I have to explain to her, you know, well the reason that you just can't let your hair fall because when you go outside it's gonna start frizzing up, baby. But you know what? There's nothing wrong with that because it's still beautiful. You're still beautiful. And it might not, you know, just lay down all the time like little Becky at school. But guess what? Little Becky at school got life. I don't say that, but that's what I want to say. Hmm. <laughs> that's what I want to say. But we can't just feel like I think a lot of problems that parents and I'll, I'll say our parents, our generation's parents, a lot of the things that they may not have done, even though they told you, you know, you can't do this the same as this person. Right. You know, they need to tell you why. Be honest with the child and then tell them that's okay because you can still do this. You got to work a little bit harder because we have, unfortunately, people in this world that don't like you just because of who you are and your yep. race. But it's okay. Yep. You can still do it. Like, we have to be that positive reinforcement. And it, it takes effort. It takes yep. effort. Yes, it does. And you have to I, do it with more than just your child. It takes recognition. I, I see a lot of going on now that people think everything is okay and these things aren't real anymore or relevant or relevant conversations to have with your children because, you know, sometimes now society presents the, the aspect that, you know, it's all kosher, you know, everything is okay, we all love each other, you know, because we can use the same bathroom now, I guess. And so, you know, that, you know, everything is fine, but, you know, it's not. And, and you know, people have to recognize that it is okay that, you know, we still have to have these conversations, and to recognize that is important. 
Well, you know, speaking of hair, and it's kind of ironic that y'all spoke upon that, um, there was a story in the news a couple of days ago where there was a young girl, I don't know where she exactly she was in school at. I want to say it was in Georgia or either Texas. I want to say Texas. Mm-hmm. But she was kicked out of her class, and practically the principal told her that her hair was not presentable because it was in yeah. drapes. Yeah. Now, but the principal we, had a wig on. Exactly, and this was a black principal, y'all, so this is not a race thing. The point mm-hmm. is, we've been so assimilated into this society that we don't even know anymore what and who we are when it comes to love. And you know what I'm saying? That There's that self-understanding of self. So, yep. I mean, when you look at a young woman that has beautiful dreadlocks, to me, dreadlocks are beautiful, no matter who had right. it on. But I'm just saying, they told her she can't have that. Because it's not presentable to what, quote-unquote, the, the school system or whatever say it's a distraction. That's crazy. Um, Let me say I, this I, much, Kev. Yeah, I, I got to say this, and it just takes it, – it, this whole conversation made me think about something that my mom used to say, and I, always, I often wondered what she meant, and I found out when I became an adult. My mother grew up, you know, in um, between southern Mississippi and uh, southern California. Great, mm-hmm. great contrast, uh, as you can probably right. imagine. But caught a little bit of the worst of both. One thing that she said, and coming from a family of educators, she said that integration was the worst thing to ever happen to the black culture. Now think about that. As much as we fought for those equal rights and getting into those schools, oh, we need to be in the same schools as them. We have every right. She said it was the worst thing to happen because when it happened. It was like, mm, now we've got your kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We've got your kids now. And because we've got your kids, we can discredit anything you ever said. We talk about mm-hmm. it all the time. There's not yeah. enough black history. I think that there would be more pride from the younger generation if there were more awareness. There's no black history talk. Not like that. Not anymore. My daughter's in the third grade and didn't really understand about slavery until this past summer. When my wife and I just sat down and, and just broke it down to it, she said they never talk wow. about that in school. They wow. never talk about that in school. Have these all these Martin Luther King programs you can think of? But they wow. never talk about it in school. Or, or you and get that, the watered down. You know, we were slaves, then Martin Luther King came along, and we're a better version. You know, that's, that's right. <laughs> exactly. But yeah. it makes you think. And this is why, you know, I had a conversation with my uncle. He said, you know, is there still a purpose for historically black colleges? Absolutely. Oh, well, it doesn't prepare you for the real world. No, that's not true. It oh, reinforces Because yeah. I yeah, went to a black college, and it reinforced me for the world that I'm about to deal with. The world is going to tell me that, you know, try to sink into my mind that who I am isn't worth anything. And it's just as important as your Brandeis's and Brigham Young's and Notre Dame's and any other school that's supported by a, 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 a European culture. Most definitely. Um, Nick, we got a caller that's waiting on the phone. Uh, Michelle, you're live with the middleman. What's your thoughts and comments? Hey, sorry. Hey, how you doing, Michelle? You're live. All right. Okay. How y'all doing? We're doing well. We're doing well. well. Okay. You what did I comment? miss? What did I miss? Oh, oh no, we actually. What are y'all talking about? Oh, we're talking about self hatred. Um, 
basically in the community, getting to understand and love ourselves and basically get away from the self-hatred. But uh, did you have a comment? Not yet. Okay. Well, we'll oh, go okay. ahead and take you off the line. And if you have a comment, just press that number one, and then uh, just take yourself out there and press number one again if you have a comment, okay? Oh, okay. All right. All right. Thank you. All right. All right, but uh, Nick, I agree with you because I, I personally, my 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 daughter's a, she's at a black university. She's at a, um, a historical black college, and uh, you know I, I see the environment. I mean, she loves it. It's a family environment. She gets mm-hmm. to see professors that look like her, regardless of the nationality. But she gets to see all these great things in her in her experiences at this college, and it's definitely needed for us right now because I mean. There's nothing wrong with going to a, a traditional college, which I know my brother Al, you know, MSU along, you know, you, black, you know, ASU, you know what I'm saying? Me, mm-hmm. yeah, I ain't going to say. <laughs> but I understand the significance of a HBCU. It's needed right. because it, it right. shows that pride. We started this. We built this. The same thing that's going on with Morris Brown uh, in Atlanta. You know, I think it's sad Absolutely. that, you know, we, we're about to lose a historical college that was built by the hands of slaves for some monetary means of somebody else. Regardless of the city, regardless of the football team owner, we're about to lose an establishment that was built by our ancestors from the ground mm-hmm. up, the sweat, the blood, the tears. And it educated so many people, and we're about to lose that. So, I yep. mean, it's it, it it way crazy. for a football stadium. For a football stadium. But, right. When it when it comes to the pride, you know, because I mean, I think that pride also plays a part in us not hating ourselves. We got to get back to the point of having pride in our people. Because Jen, uh, or either you, Nick, said, you know, the songs that we had, "I'm Black and I'm Proud." You know, we had pride in our families, we had pride in our communities, we had pride in ourselves. When we lost that, when we lost that, we're looking at the situation like, okay, boom, here we go. We don't have that anymore. And and then yeah. all of a sudden. We have our kids out here killing each other at level mm-hmm. in Chicago, around the country, all these different places. Why? And it needs to stop. We need to get a solution. We need to have a, a situation where we can bring in this, This, you know, we need to bring in a new era for our people, in my opinion. Yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. Because those, those, those kids that are growing up in that environment, you know, if they don't have, like, a change in mindset, they're going to continue to stay in that environment and, you know, their lifespan won't be, you know, a typical lifespan. You know, they won't make it past 21 or 25. You know, they won't have the same opportunities as what I did growing up, you know, because they're going to, you know, sometimes they're going to do something that's going to cut their lives short based off of, you know, I don't like you because you got on a red shirt and I got on a blue one. You know, I'm going to shoot you because of that. You know what I'm saying? But when we were six and seven, we played you know, coach pitch and T-ball together. But you ain't my friend no more because you wear a blue shirt or a red shirt. Right. Because so many of our kids have become desensitized. You know, we just, we, we let our television and video games, you know, raise our children and they become continually desensitized. I don't think that, I think it's a very dangerous culture where a lot of our children don't know the difference between life and death or, or have a reality of what death is. I, I think a lot of kids, quite frankly, don't understand death. I think it's a little bit deeper than that, though, Jen. I think because there are so many kids that are out there, oh, just like Al said, 
oh, I got on this red shirt, you got on a blue shirt. You know, if you ever really just talk to younger kids, and some of the older ones that are in gangs, you know, they're out there looking for a sense of belonging and a sense of family that they're not getting wherever it is that they lay their head at night. So it's a little bit deeper than not not knowing about life or death or even caring for that matter. They figure these are the people who are showing me, you know, the love that I'm lacking in my regular life. So I need to do whatever it is that I can to make sure that I'm showing them that same love back. Well, how am I going to show them that same love back? I'm going to do whatever they say do. So if I got to go out here and shoot this little boy that I've known since I was six years old uh-huh. just to show who I perceive as my family that I love them, then that's what I'm going to go and do. And I think a lot of uh, that that's the root of a lot of problems, just like these girls, like you Al spoke about earlier with, you know, the bigger breasts and, you know, the lighter skin and the long hair and, the you know, the big butts. It's because they are mm. looking for some man to tell them that they are worthy. And and it's just that, you know, it's so sad that so many people, you know, don't have love for themselves, that they, they have to reach out in those, you know, those ways. And I think that that's the root problem is so many people don't have love. Well, mm. I, I, I can feel you on the man part, Jim. Yeah. It's, it's the family in general. Our community don't have love. You can't look to one individual and say, do you love me? You know, it has to come from a gambit of places. So, therefore, in our community, with, with the absence of love, we have hate. And it's a whole lot of self-hate in there. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, we can look at it, and I know a lot of times we look outwardly. We try to blame this person. We blame these people. We blame this environment. We blame everything but not look at ourselves. So right. the thing is we need to get to that point of self-evaluation. And I know a lot of times that's the hardest thing to do. So, I mean, if, you, if you're if scared to correct your other brother, you know you ain't going to correct yourself. Because if me and Al out here doing dirt and Nick riding mm-hmm. with us and he don't say nothing to us, he is guilty as we are doing the dirt. Right. But, see, the thing is, too, with that, Kevin, nobody wants to hear what they need to improve on. They don't like constructive criticism. So, of course... That's where the division is going to come from. That's where that you can't tell me nothing attitude is going to come from. You know, and then, but but it does start in the home with the parents. If they didn't listen to their parents, what they spending on this year? Well, yeah. on, the, on the same token, though, Al, like I, I can't speak to everybody else. I can think about the neighborhood that I grew up in because, just like Kevin said, I had that reinforcement from all people in the neighborhood. I had it from my parents before I left the house, but I had it from my all the people in my neighborhood, including the drug dealers. And I, I just, and I know this might sound crazy, but I can remember, you know, several of the cats that used to hang out on the corners always say the same thing. Hey, man, you need to go ahead, go on in the house. This ain't the place for you right now. They'll tell me all the time, man, you need to go ahead and stay in school, man. Go out there and get you a good job, man. Go ahead and do your thing. Don't end up like this. Now, don't get me wrong, for a lot of the cats that grew up with me when they got to those guys' ages, and they still were showing around. They were like, okay, well, since you keep coming around, I'm just going to go ahead and let you in on this. But I got that enforcement from them, too. They were like, no, nah, man, you got a lot going on. You need to stay out these streets and go ahead and, and, and stay in school and do right. Right. And mm-hmm. I know I'm not the only person that's ever heard that from a drug deal before. I've heard Tupac say that's what happened to him in Oakland. You know, it's just people being aware, self-aware of, of what's going on around them. Because, I mean, man, if... If you want to see true destruction in our community, the only thing everybody has to do is just be silent. That's all it takes. 
if no one says anything, you can see our communities be completely destroyed. Yeah. So that's the thing about it. You know, I, I think that's one of the things. But as far as a solution, um, I think we need more mentor programs. I think we need to get more people back into the mentoring uh, standpoint of mind state. Because if, yeah. as the old adage go, each one teach one. And a community is not raised, a child is not raised alone, it's raised by a village. Now, I know it's right. harder nowadays to raise that child through that village, but we have to get back to the aspect of each one teach one. Yeah, and we that's got what to start, I feel. And we got to start with the kids that we can at a young age because, you know, sometimes it is hard to get those teenagers interested in that. But, you know, Getting them at a young age to where they can be molded into that, as far as as a routine for them, you know that you know that would definitely promote you know those younger kids coming up after them to be a part of that as well too. But I know when I was coming up, you know, I was involved with the boys and girls club. I went because my older cousin Terrell went a few times. I went because Rodney went. You know, so my cousin Rodney went. You know, what I'm saying with the playing basketball, I wanted to go too, see what it's about. So. You know, I had that for me. It worked for me. Some of my friends went along because we played together. But, uh-huh. you know, having that mentoring situation is great, you know, and, and also having a supportive type of level of mentorship at the school is even better because, you know, nowadays, you know, the schools, you know, I was talking to, about this to uh, some of my guys, you know what I'm saying? It was, you know, we were having this conversation about, you know, the teacher model in school. A lot of our black kids are not making it to that next level because of how, you know, the teaching model is now at certain school districts. You know, you're teaching towards a test instead of teaching to obtain and learn the information. Right. And actually retain it. So, and then, you know, a lot of kids don't want to go to school because of that. You know, they, they school is hard. You know, they're not grasping information. They're failing. You know, it, it, it makes it hard. So they, so they don't, they turn to other means which is sometimes the street, which is sometimes thinking I'm going to be this big rap star. Right. You know, or thinking I'm going to make it in sports. But when you think about it and they really get to the point of where they're in the 12th grade and they got a 1.9 average, but they're a star on the football team, you ain't going to Mississippi State. You ain't going to Alabama. You ain't going to LSU. But you may up in a junior college if you can get that far. But I don't mean to put your business out there. I know you have, you have a mentor program. You know, like yeah. when you encounter a child that you mm-hmm. can see the self-hate happen, you know, it, it happens somewhere along the line in their life and they just carrying it on, what do you tell them? Um, how I approach them, I approach them from a strength perspective. I ask them, you know, what are some of the great things to which they enjoy about, you know, life in general? What makes them happy? You know, what drives them? What makes them get up? What type of music they listen to? You know, what type of clothes they like? And then from there, you know, the conversation goes into how these particular elements of life are created. This is somebody had to go to school in order for them to get to that point where they have their own businesses. Or they started from nothing, meaning that, you know, they had an idea of what they want their business to look like in the future. And now they made it. So, you know, I, I come at them like that. You know, I, I try to use all type of, you know, systems in which they are involved in and try to find and help them to see the positive out of it, whether it be community-based, school-based, uh, family, family-wise, 
individual wise, you know, you know, and sometimes we even talk about church, you know, depending on if that kid brings it up. You know, I don't bring up church because I don't know, you know, if that kid is in church, you know, but if they do bring it up, yeah, we talk about it. So that's how I come, you know, come across with it. I try to be more positive. You know, one thing I would like to say to all our listeners that's on the Internet, that's on the phone line, you know, and it's just me just speaking to you guys personally, one on, you know, not one-on-one, but one on all y'all that's listening. But I think we just need to take the time to just talk to our kids. And I don't care if it's your kids, your cousin, kids, your relatives, or kids in your neighborhood. I know it's not as easy as it was when we were younger or before us. Uh, but mm-hmm. I, I know we have to take that time to let them know that they do have worth. You know, tell them that they are appreciated. You know, you're doing good, young man. Or if you see somebody doing wrong, you know, sometimes it ain't easy to say things to kids because some of these kids will punch you, jump on you, kick you. Probably yeah. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. at the same time, gauge them to see if you can help. Go ahead, Jen. Was that Jen? Oh, that, was, that wasn't me. No, that was me. Punch him back. Nick acting crazy. Oh. But sometimes, no, I ain't acting crazy. I'm dead serious. Sometimes all these kids go on the stand is an ass whipping. Like, I'm sorry, you punch him back. Not it's nothing. It's nothing to that whole knocking sense into him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling you on that, man. I know y'all laughing, but I'm dead. I mean, I'm, I mean, that's true. That's true. I mean, that's how it got done to me, man. You know what I'm saying? I had a few of my teachers that knocked me on my behind that made me straighten up. I'm sorry, like no, that's, that's, that's the problem. We're too sensitive now. We real, real thick. For as many folks walk around claiming they are hard, as a society, we didn't got real soft. Like, it's just like Jen said, oh, I ain't going to do nothing. If, if the neighborhood come out, like, say, get caught for me, folks, out. No. Quit being a punk. Come from behind your Knock these kids out. Knock your neighbor out. Sometimes these folks need to be knocked out. Like, I'm sorry. We, if the time is too critical right now. Well, we the views of Nick Eaton with the knocking out is his and his own. The view I'm is. Saying, no, <laughs> we don't have a lot of time left. Yeah. And when I say what, what I mean when I say that is, we are seriously under attack, and I wish people would wake up and realize that. That's true. We are seriously under attack. We're not that far removed from Jim Crow. We're not that far removed from slavery. Hell, the Civil Rights Act is still just that, an act. Yep. It's not and now they're using us to kill ourselves. Yep. The Ku Klux Klan ain't even got to come into the black neighborhood no more. No, just put on I little Boosie, put on little Boosie, or put on little, uh, put on Young Jeezy, and somebody gonna somewhere gonna want to act that out and kill the next person because, like you said, they don't want to back down, they don't want to walk away from that, they don't want to leave that alone. So you gotta, you gotta, what what they say about that life? Right. They need to be about right. life. <laughs> really? Mm, no, not some of you, man. okay. And I I take that as just being my you know just my view on it, but that's my view on it. I'm sorry, we too soft, especially on these kids. Yeah, most like I'm sorry, no child is gonna respect somebody if if, if if they don't respect you, they're not gonna listen to you. That's true. I don't care who you are. That's true, if man. If they don't respect you, they will not listen to you. And you could be giving them the greatest information on earth. One there's an art there's one artist out there that I can honestly say gets through to people with his music, and people really take listen is Life Jennings. Because yeah. people see like Jennings and they're like, you know what, this dude went through some serious stuff. And he looks yeah. like he'll beat the hell out of somebody if they get wrong. 
people, they'll listen to they'll listen to him, but if they don't respect you, they will not listen to you. And unfortunately, people in our culture will respect somebody coming out of jail before they'll respect somebody coming out of college. So we can't talk with these folks. But right. that's part of, that's part of the that. self-hatred. That's part of the self yep. An educated man is looked upon as a fool. Sometimes. Yep. You know. But we, we definitely got to have some type of self-evaluation to understand ourselves a little bit better. Just my opinion when it comes to this self-hatred. And, and for all those that are listening to us, once again, please share this show with someone. Once the show is finished downloading, I mean, once it's over, maybe about five, ten minutes after, you can download this uh, to your iPhone or iPad or whatever you got, i whatever iTunes, or you can just go to this site, Blog Talk Radio, floor slash uh, the Middleman Blog Talk Radio dot com, floor slash the Middleman, and download this show and share it with someone and discuss it because I know like uh, uh, Michelle out of Memphis, she over there in Memphis, but uh, she likes to debate and things of that nature. Play this for your friends, Michelle, and, and see what their thought process is behind the self hatred that we have in our communities. And see what they think, and if we can come up with solutions, it takes a grass grassroots movement to make things happen. You got to start a small yeah. amber to make a large mm-hmm. fire, and it's ain't number but amber. So each one of you out there that's listening to us right now, spread it, share it, because I know we got some very intelligent listeners, uh, you know, very supportive listeners also. But just share this to let even other people be, you know, get their minds going, get become more thought provoking with the conversations, and and that'll help us get away from hating ourselves so much. That's all I had to say on that there. But uh, I I feel like we had a great show, y'all. We're going to go ahead and wrap this up uh, to everyone that's listening on the phone lines. Make sure you join us every Sunday at 6 p.m. That's Eastern. Uh, I know a lot of times we may put the topic up on Sunday, but make sure you go over to Facebook.com forward slash, well, Facebook.com, and just do a search on the Middleman Talk Show. Join us. We always have a post over there about our show. Um, also, on Tuesday, for everybody that's, you know, Cubicle Nation, our man Nick, he has the Tuesday morning takeover. It's great R&B, independent music, independent R&B music. Uh, laid back, great, safe for work. Uh, All new records this week. Yeah, most definitely. I have All new records this week. I have, I have something to tune in uh, on Tuesday from 10 a.m. Eastern to 12 p.m. Eastern. Uh, make sure you check that out. And for all the entertainment people out there or people that just like entertainment or any facet of sports, whatever, check us out. We come on, on every Thursday at 8 p.m. on the Talk of the Town, and we're back here every Sunday at 6 for this particular show. So please tell a friend and tell a friend about us. I know a lot of you guys listen to us periodically. We would like to have you come back more often. You can download the show, share it, send it to an email, tell your friends to download it. We always got these links on the pages, and a lot of y'all, I harass you. On your Facebook page, hey, come listen to my show. But make sure you share that link. <laughs> why, did, why did you say harass, man? That, oh, that, I harass. Like, yeah, I'm, you know. I'm posting <laughs> oh, no, it about 50, as they say, I'm posting it 50, 11 times. Kevin is a Facebook right deep now. Deep you don't even know it. <laughs> right. Hey, hey, can I say one thing? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Dan. I posted a, a great article on our Facebook page, at, um, on uh, the Middleman's Facebook page, about black women are for grown-ups. I think we're going to do a show on it. Everyone, go on, read the article, tell me what you think, I want your feedback. I think it's going to be a great show. I saw that. That's self-hate. I saw it, too. <laughs> that is self-hate. No, it's not. It's I'll be deleting that in just a minute. 
So we appreciate everybody that tuned in. Al, you can take it on out, my brother. Appreciate you guys taking an hour out your day to listen to the Middleman Radio. And we out of here. On AM Radio. <laughs> Y'all gonna get off me, man. The middleman shouted, Big Crit shouted. Now nah, I ain't sure what you was tuning in to. We'll pay attention to the real talk. What we here for? Go take a listen time out. Take a minute. Shout in and learn some. Put your mind to grind the world. You destined to earn some. Linda, yeah. Comment on what you hear. Let's figure out this master plan to put this thing in gear. Don't matter if you hood or you corporate. Don't get you got a wheel to do way better than you were doing. Well, then you fortunate. Take a stand. Stop complaining about what you ain't got. Hating on the next man because he was dying to wreck shop. Every Sunday, tune in. Go live 6 p.m. BlogTalkRadio.com. The middle me. Hey, what's happening in the middle me? Hey, what's happening in the middle me? Hey, what's happening? BlogTalkRadio.com. The middle me. Hey, once again, everybody, make sure y'all go vote for us. We are nominated for a Southern Entertainment Award at SouthernENTAwards.com. Make sure y'all go vote for us. And, hey, y'all, man, I appreciate everybody being on the phone tonight. The whole cast is back, baby. Elwood. Yeah, We got the band back together, baby. And I'm not going out of town anytime. Oh, well, I'll take that back. Making his vacation. I'll let y'all... I'm on vacation. You know what's crazy? But every place that I've ever traveled, after the world, I've never been on a vacation. Every time I travel somewhere, it's been worth it. What? I don't know. Anyway. Uh, Jen, are you back there seeing your Negro spirituals? <laughs> mm-hmm. I thought she was singing that Amigo song that I hate so much. <laughs> oh, Versace, Versace, Versace. Hey, but make sure y'all tune in to us next Thursday, next Tuesday, and next Sunday. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Vote for us. If you got five email accounts, we expect five votes from you. Uh, If Gennaro's on his phone line, I did not say that. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, if Gennaro's on his phone line, I did say that. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, man, we out, man. Peace. One love. Hello, Greece. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.